everyone, and welcome to Monty and Mickey, the Geek Pop Culture Podcast. Uh, today, we are going to be talking about one of my favorite movies of all time, Back to the Future. Um, Mickey and I uh, took a, a hard look at this trilogy and, and kind of decided uh, ahead of time, we're going to cover each movie individually. Um, so we agreed that each movie kind of deserves its own, and I, I think we could argue that some of the other episodes we had, we probably fit a lot into one episode. And with this one being, like I said, one of my all-time top top ten, for sure, favorite movies. Really? Um, if you couldn't tell. That's all. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at top, the table. Top I five. think maybe it's more important <laughs> yeah. than that. I, I brought out some of my Back to the Future memorabilia for, for uh, talking points in this episode. But... Um, <laughs> You know, I, I, I just feel like this this movie just deserves uh, its own episode just because of all of the contributions it's had to, you know, just pop culture in general, the movie industry in general. I mean, well, I feel like... The fact that it's celebrating its 35th anniversary, right. most movies don't do that right. to the grandiose scale that they are. And plus, I mean, it's an iconic movie, but we also did... Um, one movie episodes with the Marvel movies and stuff, mm-hmm. that, which are at right, maybe not even as big a blockbusters as this right. one because they just didn't have the longevity. No, you know? yeah, but but exactly, yeah, especially with the new movies, we've been tackling them, you know, one episode at a time. So we'll be. Um, I'm not really sure um, about the the schedule. Maybe we'll just go and do two and three right away after this, or we might wait a couple months or a couple weeks and and kind of you know kind of like what we did with the Walking Dead, where we'll come back later and. and finish out the the uh series and cover it um when the mood hits us <laughs> when it feels right um so mickey can you uh can you kind of go over some of the things that we've posted or talked about uh in the in the the podcast group podcast group on facebook uh well one i'm looking at right now is um Anne hathaway gushing about back to the future will make your geek heart sore is the headline yeah um it always excites me. Did you get a chance to watch the video yet? I did. Yep. Okay. It always excites me Just when the excitement other in their eyes when they're talking right, about it. When other actors or other people in the industry, like, because it's one thing for Mickey and I to sit on our couch with a beer and some popcorn and say that was a really good movie. Yeah. But like, for somebody who's been in the industry, somebody who has taken the time, has the talent. No matter what you say about Hannah Hathaway, she has the talent. Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. That's she how has, much you respect her. <laughs> she she's she's been around other directors. She's been around other producers. She's been involved in some pretty big name movies and TV. I don't know TV shows, but movies for sure. She's worked with big names. She says it even in that clip. Right. So when she's saying this is a good movie and these are the reasons why, it not that not that I put like this super high value on celebrities opinions but when somebody when a doctor is telling me about a procedure and he's like that surgeon was really good at that it tends to be more credible than like you know the guy who's a nascar driver talking about you know i don't know somebody you know working in welding or celebrity like, or not you yeah. know yeah she's it's in like the industry. she's in the industry so yeah. that was exciting oh when we were we had to splice in something but we're, we're talking about reed's comment before about the mandalorian or like you know when somebody asked me you know what what i think about star wars and it's like you know what is Django fed in a mandalorian and it's like well let me tell you and then six hours later and that was the whole reason why we started this podcast is because 
Mickey and I were having those conversations and we're at like, work. Other people might want to hear about this and like understand it a little bit better. That so. and we were getting funny looks from people we worked with to well, maybe shut up and go back. Yeah, to work. that's a that's another story, but that's not important. We 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 unfortunately don't work in California in some big tech, you know, with the you know open concept where you can go and take a nap and you know whatever. But anyways, that's yeah, again tangent. Um, so yeah, so that that Anne Hathaway story about Back to the Future, obviously very timely um, uh then there was wedding crashers 2 vince vaughn yep. has exciting update for sequel plans yep so that was that was something i don't know if i heard that before this might have been the first time i heard about i don't remember ever a sequel there. to that movie it's not something that's just on your radar it kind of feels like a one and done movie well yeah it you was know? really good but it's been a while so, right yeah. and i guess what was the last Vince Vaughn movie. Can you remember what the last Vince Vaughn movie there was that was a good one? Well, there's one called Freaky that's coming out. Oh, that's right. That looks that's really right. good. It's like yep. a comical, like it's like a Freaky Friday. Movie. Yeah, yep. but the, she's a, he takes he becomes a teenage girl. Yep, as a serial killer or something. Right, he right. is a serial killer. And he becomes yeah. Or something it's like a that. Bo- it's a body swap movie. Yeah, but instead of like the mom and and daughter, you know, or the you know whatever, like um. Hot Chick was another one that was yeah. like that. Freaky Friday right, yeah. with, uh, well, they did a couple different Freaky Fridays. I think there was one. There was with, one with Zach Efron too, wasn't there? Thirty or thirty? No, that wasn't. A Thirteen swap. going on thirty. That wasn't. But that a swap, was a, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, I forgot that. Yeah, he's he's gonna be in that one. Is that is that Vince Vaughn? Yeah. For yeah, some Vince reason, Vaughn and Luke for, for Owen some, Wilson. No, 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 and in, in that Freaky. Yep. Yeah, it's him. Because oh. I see the interviews and. And he, they're like, yeah, you play a really good teenage girl. And he's like, oh, thanks so much. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. So, yeah, the, I, 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 I've always enjoyed Vince Vaughn's comedy. Oh, he's comedy. hilarious. He's just yeah. got a really good sense of, like, um, I don't Delivery. know if you, have you seen um, the new Hubie, Hall, Hubie Halloween with Adam Sandler on Netflix yet? No, I'm scared of his movies So lately. worth it. So really? worth it. It's, I, if you like Adam Sandler, and I love Adam Sandler comedy, I like he brings back ones. so many of his, like, characters those uh, actors and actresses from those Always. previous movies same face and this is the one this is one that was more than any other movie that he brought so many i mean oh god i can't even name all of them there's just so many somebody else was um me kevin that. james is in it all um, the guys from grown-ups i heard all yeah pretty much all the guys from grown-ups uh and uh like uh the guys R- from maya rudolph was in it oh and, really and, yeah. and a lot of his Returning like from like Happy Gilmore, Happy Gilmore, and, and Waterboy, and those are his yeah. buddies that weren't stars before him, right? But he he's got them in there too. Yep. I've heard, yeah. yeah. So, um, that type of humor. That's the the all to say, you know, with the Vince Vaughn movies is I've always enjoyed, you know, Wedding Crashers and Four Christmases and all those. You know, he he. It's very like uh, situational, like sitcom type humor, like a Family Man or like in those situations. So it's like. I just always I just appreciate that. Oh yeah, uh, that that uh, that comedy style. Kind of dry and just just good old fashioned humor. Um, something else that was on uh, was just the tasteless gentleman show. Going gonna start doing this with people's doorbell cameras. Ewok costume sixty nine dollars. Chewbacca costume one hundred and twenty nine. Dressing up to meet with your neighbors trail cam priceless yeah going from an ewok to to chewbacca yeah so <laughs> if you've ever funny. seen like tra- trail cam pictures what we're talking about is like somebody walked in front of their trail cam with like a chewbacca costume on or an ewok so yeah that's that's pretty 
That's pretty clever. Otherwise, uh, Netflix announces live-action Assassin's, Assassin's Creed series. Did you... You probably never really into those video games, no. were you? But you've heard of them, right? Oh, my son plays them. Okay. He, he so, has, anyway. So, yeah. So, they, they were a very successful video game franchise. Um, and basically, the premise is it's kind of like a time travel... Uh, kind of more along the lines of the movie Time Machine. You ever see that? Or yeah. Ti- or Timeline. Timeline. Oh, Time Machine was huge. Um, and But what the idea is, it's like this modern-day group of people who figured out a way to basically insert themselves into specific parts. I, and, and if I'm butchering this story, please somebody correct me. But basically insert themselves into this, like, centuries-old group of people who are the Assassin's Creed to help change history or do things in history to like impact future events or something so it's like there's one where there's they're like pirates there's one where they're like in like ancient rome there's one where they're in the revolutionary war but they're always and like, they're all like the same warriors or like, some yeah sort they're of like fighting. the assassin group of people that goes in like basically I don't know. They're they're impacting something in that trying to timeline. change the, the yeah. re- final result of whatever battle. Whatever, is. yeah, something. But so like, there's a new one coming out where it's like they're a, one of them is a Viking, like a Vikings. You know, the not the Minnesota Vikings, but oh, the good old then I might like it. like like pillage and plunge Vikings. Sure. Um. So that I I can see that that movie having some. Uh, a, a fan following and, and probably probably going to be done pretty well. Oh, I'm sure the special effects will be great. Um, otherwise, like Batwoman, oh, first yeah, official yep. look at Javica Leslie's new costume revealed. Yep, that was a big deal because the other the other girl, um, the other woman ended up quitting or stepping away from the series, well, and now they have right. to recast. Yeah. Um, one just Joe Manganiello will return as Deathstroke in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah, so the, the, the last couple week or so, there's been some pretty big news as far as this Justice League um, Snyder cut. First of all, Jared Leto's coming back as the Joker. Just reading that, yep. And then there was like this cliffhanger at the end of, I want to say Batman vs. Superman, or one of them where they showed, like, an end credit scene of Deathstroke. So they have teased him before, but they never, like, fully introduced him. him. Or, yeah, or so him. I would be interested in how that's going to – because this, like, putting those two alone, like, completely alters the storyline oh, of yeah. Justice League. So it's, like, I'm really interested in if this is, like, Z- Zack Snyder's like hey I have an opportunity to even do more than what I originally planned or if this was all like a part of the original plan that he never was able to actually shoot you know what I mean yeah like is Much he like hey I have an opportunity I'm gonna take advantage of it and expand on the story or is it like this was always part of the plan now let's get these guys in to, to actually shoot the scenes that and, I yeah and maybe it was always in thing. his head he just wasn't able to speak of it because he didn't right. know for sure it was gonna come to fruition or right or he had written it down or had that yeah exactly yeah so um, then the last thing I mention is that, like we did last episode, The Mandalorian returns on the thirtieth tomorrow. Oh, that's the thirtieth. Yeah, tomorrow. that makes sense. Yeah, glad they didn't do it on Halloween because you know there's gonna be a lot of people trick or treating this year. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, the only other thing I wanted to mention is that uh, just because it is Halloween, there's a show on uh, AMC okay. or Sundance. I think they're associated with each other. It's called Eli Ross History of Horror. 
Oh, it's on Sundance yeah. Channel or AMC. Like I said, it's on Mondays at 10 p.m. Um, the first episode I've watched is called Monsters. It was pretty enthralling. I think Eli Roth is narrating, but there's Quentin Tarantino in it, Stephen King, yeah. all these celebrities like Bill Hader, who's been mm. in some of the newer it, remakes. It movies, or yeah, yeah, and yeah, exactly. And they 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 c- kind of discuss certain movies. Um, in full length, but they make references to a lot of them just throughout history. Right, so. it's basically like a um, analysis of history movies or history yeah, uh, horror, horror movies. movies. Yeah, yeah. like They're... this one was monsters. Another one about children, a uh, chilling children. Um, yeah, I can't even remember some of the other. They did one on zombies, episodes. I think, at yeah. one point because I remember they were advertising it during The Walking Dead. Oh uh, sure, last yeah. year or yeah. two years ago or something. So and I just gave it a chance. I thought, oh maybe it was really good. There's so much good content out there right oh, now. Oh yeah, you don't it's have so time, interesting. Yeah. It's like you got to really pick and choose. Like, it, can you imagine back in the day where it's like at ten o'clock at night, like the TV just went to like static because yeah. there was nothing else on. Like yeah. imagine and you didn't record anything. Like if you no. weren't in front of the TV, you were watching like. And you had three channels, and you were lucky if you got that fourth channel that was some, you know, whatever East Coast fuzzy. channel. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, uh, how far we've come where it's like you have everything instant, on demand, recorded, 150 different channels with all these different streaming services. I, we're, I definitely want to have a, a bigger discussion about streaming services in general oh, someday. For sure. well, we, but I mean, just the access you and I have alone. Right. But it's, but it's like, it's almost paralyzing. Yeah. You're just like, I mean, look how long, like my wife and I took forever to get into, um, uh, game of Thrones. And that I was on, haven't. you know, that, that's the one that that's people are in it, but it's like, it's you finished. have other things. Yeah. And it's, and it's done. Now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, and I, so we're still not caught up on the walking dead and we well, love that show. And, and you and I on, alone will get each other to go, Oh, I got to get, it. but people at work are like, Mickey, I want you to start watching this so we can talk about it. I'm like, okay, I got 40 <laughs> series. I got to watch. And most starting of them to 15 feel, at season. Starting to feel like a, a job more than like, like, I'm starting to feel like a vegetable. Cause right. I never leave my couch. Uh, yeah. 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 So, and imagine if you had to watch, you know, Sesame Street and VeggieTales until 7 o'clock every night, and then you had an even shorter period of time to actually... I like the shows. Oh, oh you're not talking about me? Oh, you, what season are you on on Sesame Street? Because that's got to be, like, one of the longest running. Oh, Anyways, man. we're not talking about Sesame Street today. We're talking about Back to the Future. All to right. the future! So, a uh, couple, couple things to begin with. Uh, I watched this, not that it matters, but I bought a... Um, it was called The Complete Adventures. I bought Back to the Future trilogy on Blu-ray. There was like a pl- prime deal. And uh, I watched I'm holding it. holding it up if you can see it. I oh, was we're able not to, on video. Never mind. I was able to watch it. <laughs> um, so on Blu-ray, which which I wanted to. And uh, it came with a little you know book with some things. But it also came with, uh, a lot of people don't realize this, there was two seasons of an animated series that Back to the Future oh, had. Oh, yeah, I guess I did. Um, so it came with that, too. So I'm excited to kind of dig into that. But so Amongst I, the 40 other shows you're trying to watch. <laughs> right. Amongst, yeah. Um, so it, it, I, I don't know. It, what can you say about Back to the Future? I've seen it so many times. Um, it's one of those movies that it's probably up, right up there with number of actual views. Um, not as much because I don't watch it, like, every year. But – probably close to as many times as i've seen it's a wonderful life no kidding um that'd probably that be the second year. second second most viewed movie that i've ever seen really so yeah even over the marvel movies yeah because the marvel movies i haven't gotten into and then there's so many of them that when you do watch them you know you yeah, want that's you true know. like me i've it's probably star wars movies like star wars for you, yeah, yeah. Right. i mean there's there's some movies i watch every time that's on 
Back to the Future's right up there. I've I've seen it all the way through at least ten or twelve times. Right. And I right. Uh, this is something I wanted to mention. Every time I watch it now, I'm like, oh, I want to pick up on stuff in the background. I always get sucked into the story. Right. Every it's time. It's so good. It's so good. Because it's so. I'm like, well I want to pay attention to everything else. Oh my god! I hope he makes it to the. I hope he yeah. makes it to the wire this right. time. Right. It might not happen this time. <laughs> but so yeah, I guess to start out, I just want to like I can't say enough how complete of a movie this is. It hits on so many things. And Hathaway the even actors, said that. The actors, the people that they chose, was spot on. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about Lloyd, we're going to so be talking about them kooky. specifically and why they chose who they chose or some of the changes that they made. But the actors. The writing, everything is a setup and then like a payoff, right? Like every line, like it's almost like akin to like some of the Marvel movies. Like there isn't too many throwaway lines. I mean, for God's sakes, when she's talking about, you know, the the dance that she went to, that's where you met your father and like all this stuff. And like it all pays off, right? It all references. Save the clock tower. Like it's like it's there's so much of it that just like the story was so well written. And I want to give credit, first of all, Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale, two of the the two guys that, like, this was their brainchild. They both worked together on it, which If you Bob guys are listening, props. Yes, you guys did a good job, <laughs> among other things. But um, to start out with, I just want to say that, like, the stories, well, the timing, the music, oh, the, yeah. the, the music, not only the the movie, like, the album music for, like, you know, duh, duh, yeah. like all that music, but also freaking Huey Lewis in the news. Oh, yeah. Like, like you don't, you only not only have like that instrumental, like we need to make this like a really important scene, but also like it's Huge. power of iconic you know, hits. Like, yeah, like they have like these back in time. Right. I mean, those, these songs were written for the movie that Huey Lewis in the news were like, yes, Huge this is gonna, for it, you know, too. let's let's do this. And that was their first. I don't know, it might have been the only number one hit on the Billboard Top 100. For a while, that was like the number one in the country. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, you know. So I like how the movie starts. Sorry to cut you off, but Huey Lewis is one of the judges for the Battle of right, the Bands. Right, he's playing that song, and it's like, I'm sorry, you guys are just too loud. Yeah, he's cutting down right. his own song. Right. That's, That's hilarious. And it was his acting debut, I guess. But and most people good. wouldn't know that, right? My dad was the one who told me that. He didn't know. What? You didn't know that was Huey Lewis. I didn't know who he was. I didn't oh, know. Sure. Like I'm like like I watched this movie when I was like ten years old for the first time, mm-hmm. and so like he we're watching, and he goes, "Hey, hey," and he like nudged me, "Hey." That's that's Huey Lewis. That's that's the that's guy. Why who, it's so that's funny. the guy. Yeah, that's why it's so funny. Yeah. You guys are just too damn loud. You're just too damn loud. Yeah. And you you mentioned no like throwaway lines. One line that I re- always makes me laugh is when he comes back to the present, mm-hmm. the final time, and you see that homeless guy get off. And he goes crazy drunk <laughs> drivers. That right. makes me laugh every. T- and I'll end up mocking it for like a ten minutes afterwards. He showed up in the second movie, too. Oh, yeah. He was pushing right. the shopping cart or something. Crazy drunk drivers. Uh, but, yeah, so go back with me, if you will. It's July. It's 1985. You might be wearing a jean jacket. Maybe, I, I was. Maybe you're doing some Pilates or Zumba or something. I wasn't doing that. Uh, you're listening to Van Halen on the radio. I you're was. listening to Hue- Huey Lewis in the news and Both, some yes. classic rock and you got your Walkman and you're, you know, you're, you're going, you're going down and you look up and there's a, there's a new movie coming out with, with that guy who's in family ties and uh, teen wolf. 
and uh and, and the guy that was in the yeah the guy that was in taxi and you're yeah. like oh what's this movie back to the future back to the future so i'm just gonna do a quick as quick as i can kind of overview of the movie like i said a lot of us have, have watched it and seen it a bunch of times but basically you've got uh and like i said there's Something just about the so future. many so many setups and payoffs in this movie, oh, like, like you say, from the very beginning, references to other um, parts, because because like you say, it's a you're, you're you know it's a time advancing type movie, mm-hmm. so you gotta you gotta pay attention to the clues and stuff like right. that. You've got to yeah, you've got to there's there's a lot of little details that pay off, like later. in the Marvel movies at the end, right? Um, so the the essence is that Doc and Marty are two friends who Doc is an inventor and he wants to show Marty this new invention that he has. It runs on plutonium, and it's the time machine, right? It's made out of a DeLorean. He ends up showing him kind of, you know, and this is the genius about storytelling and the way really good movies, excuse me, Doc is explaining to Marty about how the time machine works, but he's also explaining it to the audience, right? Yeah. All of this information about it runs on plutonium. You got to get it 88 miles per hour. You put in the, the destination time of when you want to, where you are, where you want to go, all that stuff. So that Marty How understands. How cool would it be to have a DeLorean, period, much less a remote right. control DeLorean like that <laughs> right. when he first uses it? And so so he sends his, his dog into the future one minute, and then he ends up, uh, the Libyans show up, and then he actually has to outrun them after Doc gets shot. Yep. Goes to the to 1955. He ends up screwing some stuff up with his, his dad and his mom, and he has to right basically repair that yep. timeline. And Doc is explaining this all to him. Basic, they they understand that they when they recorded a video of him talking about it one point twenty one gigawatts, which actually is a mispronunciation. It's gigawatt. Christopher Lloyd mispronounced it during the the taping, and they just kept it and went with it. Well, it wasn't intentionally. That's not the way you. Pre- it's because they said gigawatt. it again. They said yep. it again and again. They kept again saying it. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's not gigawatt. It it's sounds gigawatt. cooler. I like gigawatt better than gigawatt. <laughs> Screw gigawatt. Um, Never thought I'd say those words. <laughs> yeah. The things that you hear on Monty and Mickey. So speaking of um, weird stuff out of my mouth, sorry to cut you off again, but I just want to say, what are the chances of a Libyan a Libyan terrorist group being in a a VW bus chasing them down? I mean, really? I don't know where they. I buy never their thought vehicles. of that until I watched it. This it's last got a moonroof. He needed to be shooting out the top of it. I clearly. guess that's the only thing that back then that had a moonroof. Um, but uh, but yeah, they they figure out that a bolt of lightning, and they know when it's going to happen because the clock tower was struck at that moment in time. Um, there's some, you know, things that happen with, with him trying to convince his dad to take his then mom to the, to the dance. And there's this whole thing that happens. Cause his mom's got the hots for him now. his mom likes his dad ran into him yeah. instead of his dad. And the whole thing about, I never sat in parked cars with boys. I never called boys. Like it's completely lie. It's BS. Yeah. She was, she was it's a horny little teenager and wanted to. You know, date guys and be with guys and do all the things that normal teenagers do when they're in high school, right? And that was one of the things they talked about is how the 50s was really that, like, they established, like, the the rule of the teenager, right? The, like, like, focus on high school life and all that and, like, how that's never really ever left, right? That's... That's part of pop culture today. Like most movies, there's a lot of like high school movies and talking about teenagers and culture and doing all this stuff and dances and all that. So it's it's like they were trying to focus on that time period. Well, essentially, specifically. that's the generation or demographic 
that sets our trends in our society. Right. So, I mean, they are an important part of our society, whether we think they're smart or, you know, uneducated or stupid or whatever. They set a lot of our trends yeah. that become the hip things. You know? Yeah, I mean, just look at all the things that are coming back now. You know, oh. different. I mean, I was watching this movie, and like, to be honest with you, like I'm watching and I'm looking at like bit like something stupid like Biff's haircut, right? Yeah. Really tight on the sides and longer on the top, right? Yeah. Even even <laughs> Crispin Glover, um, his dad, uh, uh, George McFly, same same type of haircut, right? The longer you yeah. put his hand, that's something that's come back. Like a mullet, like that's almost. that's like a tre- like. People wear their hair, like get their hair cut like that now, yeah. you know. So, um, but anyways, yeah. So they basically they were able to send him back to the future and, and all that. And then at the end of the movie, um, he Mar or Doc comes back and he is in the time machine, but this time it's a futuristic time machine, and he's using a Mister Fusion instead of uh, plutonium, so he can just grab garbage, banana, and beer. Right? Yeah. Did you notice? I'm gonna. This is one of my first of many fun nuggets. Facts. In the beginning of the movie, when George McFly I like how opens, your voice changes when you're like becoming Alex Trebek all of a sudden. For five hundred dollars, <laughs> in the beginning of the movie, uh, George McFly or uh, Biff opens up the fridge in the McFly household. Yep. And what is in the fridge? Light beer. Yeah. Miller Light. Oh, you, I bring the car all the way here to you, and all you got is a is a Miller Light or a light beer. Light beer. Yeah. In the garbage can. He takes out a can of beer. It's yeah. not Miller Lite this time. It's Miller High Life, the champagne of beers, because oh. he's higher up. Oh, sure. You know, he's all doing well better, well and he's more yeah. sophisticated. He's more well off. Is that really so, where they were trying to go? Even? I don't – there was all these little details. I, it might have been. true. So, the champagne of beer would be for the more hoity-toity. For a uh, renowned author. <laughs> uh, but anyways, so – so that scene where he, he, you know, comes back to Jennifer and Jennifer's like, oh, my God, you haven't seen me in Is a week. Right? It sounds like you haven't seen me in that truck, that that, tr- that black Toyota pickup truck. Like oh, yeah. everything about that scene is one of my favorite parts of the movie because it sets it up for the next one. And it just brings together so many things that are like crucial to what this franchise is about. So another fun fact for you, because I, I actually, when I watched this movie. I like the line like, at the end, uh, before you get on to the, yeah. where we're going, roads, where we're going, we don't need roads. Right. That's iconic right That's, there. Yeah, there's and so the many. the wheels flip, and then you see them flying. Right. They, 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 basically, I've been to the future, we can fly now with yeah. cars. But what ended up happening was, this movie was so successful, they pushed out two and three, like they, they filmed them right away. Kind of seems like it the first time I saw him too. They didn't originally have plans for a sequel and a third movie. The original theatrical cut, which I watched, and they, like I said, I, I actually had like the pop up knowledge version that I, I turned those on while I was watching it, so I could like see the little, oh, yeah. you know, little fun facts or whatever. Yeah. They actually did not have to be continued at the end of the very first one when it was in the theater. It was just going to be a Because there was done. no, there was no, they didn't know how successful it was going to be or anything. Sure. So they had no idea. So. That's how Star thinking, Wars was. Right. There, that's there what, were that's exactly stories. what I thought is like, they didn't start out with episode four, A New Hope, right? That was something that was added after the fact. Yeah. How they, what they called it. But that was yeah. a movie they wanted to start with because it was in the middle of the whole storyline. But they didn't know if there would be more than one. Right. So they, but that's what I'm saying is they didn't have, you know, there was things that were kind of flipped because 
things had changed and oh, the, yeah. the movie the series developed more. Yeah, you didn't know it was episode four when it came out. Right, yeah. and then when episode when it pops up episode five for Empire Strikes Back, you're like, what? Where did where, where the other ones go? The, I missed the other three. Um, so that is really genius though because if you think about it that movie is so self-contained you could have ended like that oh, that yeah. would have been that would have been a perfect way like a teaser but like maybe maybe there's something but makes it, your it mind would leave work you want to know oh wow what, what, what where'd they go what, what was it what what's in 2015 right well in this day and age people would be like researching and like star wars finishing the story mm-hmm. and saying this is where they should go and fan honestly, fictions i don't mean to criticize your movies but the first one was much better than the other two, oh, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. So if they had done without those, I, I'm sorry, but the second two didn't ruin the first one as much. But I just don't have, I don't hold those two nearly in as high a favor as. I yeah, I think I think the first I one. Think that's common. Too. Yeah, and I think the first one's definitely um, by far, far and away people's most favorite, best done. Um, like I said, we're gonna cover each one of the the second and third one. Um, in individual episodes. Having but, said that, they're good enough to cover each one individually. Right. Um, but I, I do want to touch, during that time, I want to touch on some of the, the things about those movies that kind of make, there's things that they add to the franchise. Oh, there's that, still a ton know, of references and, and even predictions and stuff that right. have become iconic throughout our society and stuff. I mean, there's a lot of nice things about those movies but I, yeah just no not as good i as agree yeah there's there's a, it's something there's something to be said about this first one and if you think about it and just to boil it down right there's there's einstein going to the use in terms of the time machine being used right einstein going to the future one minute marty going to 1955 and then marty coming back to 1985 that's it. That's all that the time machine was That's ever really used yeah, in the movie, seems right? Like a lot more than that. So obviously, you got scenes of of him working on it and the whole lead up to them having the lightning strike and everything else. But in that Full-scale movie, model compared, right? <laughs> compared to the other two movies, there's not like it's not as complicated. Of there's an alternate 1985. Yeah. And we go back to 1985. You really got to pay attention. There's to the some other, other things that kind of like make it. More complicated, but not bad. Just more complicated. You just don't have... You want to pay attention, like you said, because every line means something. But as far as remembering where they are now, it's not as difficult in the first one. Right. It is. It's a it's a pretty simple... He went back to 1955. He, he was there for a while. Yeah. Yep. And so, obviously, and then that whole 30-year time jump, right? 55, 85, 2015, and, like, kind of that significance of that. So, anyways, so I'm gonna start getting into it. Some of the things, like I said, I I, uh, I was able to dig into, and this is I love doing this. If you have the opportunity, most of the time, like Mickey said, we're so busy, we want to just watch the actual movie, and you get so caught up in the story. But if you got the time to like take something like this, where it's like a special edition Blu-ray, and actually watch notice the behind the, the scenes, things, yeah. well, notice the things, but actually like watch the ex- special features. Oh, after the movie, yeah, and like see like you know different. Um, deleted scenes and things like that. Interviews with Michael J. Fox, all that kind of stuff. So, like I said, Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale were the two that wrote this or were part of it. Um, the 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 Bobs, you know, Robert Zemeckis and Bob. Sure, Gale. So yeah, they probably were like, "Well, we got to figure out a way to differentiate." You know, Bob, Bob. Well, that's what his friends. That's what we call him. That's what his friends call him. Um, the Bobs. Yeah. So I'm gonna go over. Really quick, some of the uh, people who were cast and like some of the different um, p- 
people involved in this. So yeah. Amblin Universal, which so first of all, this movie was considered too not raunchy enough for some studios. So like you got Porky's and movies like that where it was like a real raunchy, yeah. you know, whatever movie, teen movie about sex and booze and whatever. Yep. It wasn't raunchy enough for some. And then they went to Disney and Disney's like, "You want us to show a mom kissing her son? That's not Disney." Yeah, well. So they went back and forth and kind of shopped this thing around to try to finally get Amblin Universal on board with this. And it was after I think Robert Zemeckis had done a different movie and then he kind of got the credit and that okay, okay, let's let's see what this guy has for this movie. So there was there was it wasn't just an immediate picked up and and nobody just ran with it. As it, iconic as know, it's become, it right. was still kind of disregarded. Like The Walking Dead was. Right. So it it just wasn't something that you know, was immediately recognizable, but okay. So director was Robert Zemeckis. That's he's listed as the director, but yep. producer Steven Spielberg was on this, uh, Frank Marshall, Kathleen Kennedy, Bob Gale, and Neil Canton. Um, so those are kind of like the people who were involved with, you know, getting producing and directing this movie. Um, and then, like I said, Robert and Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale wrote it. Michael J. Fox was their first choice as the actor, as the protagonist. As they were writing it, they had him in mind. They had him in mind. He had come off of things like um, Teen Wolf and uh, Family Ties, and he was just really – he was like 23 at this time, so he was a really uh, up-and-coming, well-known actor, right? Lovable. He had a commitment to Family Ties at the time, right? So he had already committed to that TV show. He was not going to do Back to the Future. They said that it was just not going to work. Uh, he was he was filming for that TV show. What a so mistake that would have been. Eric Stoltz was shot six weeks of this movie. And he was just the next guy that they were trying to get in. And Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale kind of looked at each other and just like, he's just, there's something missing. We just, we don't have the chemistry between him and Christopher Lloyd. It's just, it's not as convincing. So they went back to the studio and they said to him, you know that six weeks we just shot? Like, we need to get Michael J. Fox. We need to get After him. After a month and a half After of a month and a half of shooting. On, on a tight sc- schedule, which they all are, in a sure. tight budget. So they finally got him, okay? So this was the deal that Family Ties and the, the producers or whatever Family Ties had. They said, Family Ties is number one. Michael J. Fox's number one commitment above everything else is Family Ties. And good for him he, at that point, being a big name, to stick with the loyalty. Oh, God, the I can't even imagine being in that position where you got two big, you know, companies fighting over you well, like well, this. Well, but, th- like, nowadays, th- these t- sitcom actors kind of act like, oh, I'm too big time for right. this. I'm going to the big screen. Yeah. Good for him for having loyalty. Right. And he was probably tied into contracts. And sure, maybe he ago. wasn't even being that loyal. <laughs> he just needed the money. So during the day, he would film for Family Ties, right? And it's not like we're – this was in the Universal Studios back lot is where this – where um, Back oh. to the Future was – no, oh. no. It was it was in a different area of California that Family Ties. Really? So he would get in a station wagon that had a bed in the back of it. People would drive him to the set of Back to the Future – He'd get on set at night because most of the time it was it was filmed at night, and then he would film on the weekends if they had to get a day shot. He'd film for a couple more hours to like two or three o'clock in the morning. Get in the back of the that station wagon. Somebody would drive him, literally put him into bed, and then he'd wake up at like seven eight o'clock in the morning, get up and go film Family Ties. And he did this for like six months. Wow. So, yeah. 
I mean, he's 23 years old, and I mean, obviously, at that you age, you've energy. got a lot of energy, some other things. And if I was a part of something this big, I think I would figure out a way to get it to work too. Sure. But he was he was literally working like six days a week, so he worked you know Monday through Friday and family ties. But then, okay, we got to get a, a daytime shot for Back to the Future. We're gonna film on Saturday, and so all of these people, the he extras, money. the people who were putting set design together, all of them like. They had it basically all prepped and ready to go. It's like, Shoot Michael's it. here. Let's go. Let's Shoot you know. Get they, let's get it done. Let's we're gonna film that night. You know, type of thing. So and I, I don't mean to make it depressing, but you imagine that guy working that hard, and now the guy's got Parkinson's. You know right. I mean, what what right. a long, different, weird ass road he's been on. Right. Right. And that's you know, and he's got his own. I mean, if I don't, if I forget to mention it, he's got his own foundation, and he's done a lot. Yeah, he's using for his research, name to, and yeah. you know, he's definitely Michael J. Fox Foundation. So Bring it there's on. a lot of things that have come out of that, obviously, with that disease. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of uh, some of the the main people. But then obviously you've got Le- Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson is big, a little rain. Name, yeah. Christian Glo- Chris- Crispin, Glover Crispin Glover as yeah. George McFly. Biff Tannen was Thomas Tom Wilson. Wilson yep. Claudia Wells was Jennifer Parker. And she was recast as well. And we're going to talk about this in the second movie. That's not her at the beginning of Back to the Future Part 2. They oh. reshot that scene because Claudia Wells' mom was in the hospital and she couldn't shoot for the movie. Oh, really? So we're, we're gonna, we'll talk about that more in Part Later 2, on. but... Um, obviously Doc Brown was Christopher Lloyd. James and Tolkien. He's from Top Gun. Yep. Uh, the, the principal. The principal. Yep. 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 You recognize that voice from Top Gun immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And so. We're <laughs> going to Miramar. That's sorry. That's from Top Gun. <laughs> so big names, right? I mean, yeah. some really, and, and it's not even, so a lot of times I think people get caught up in big names for the sake of being a big name on a movie, right? Sure, you see certain movies that are not good but they have a lot of big names yep it wasn't just that Mars these were was one of them. big names they were good actors yeah. and actresses these were very talented they weren't necessarily right. that big. right retrospectively big names but they'd become bigger because of this movie they were just so so talented so um, right for their roles right yeah they they when you picture like you couldn't picture a different doc brown right or biff or a Biff. And that guy is apparently one of the nicest guys you'll oh, ever meet. Oh, he's a stand-up comedian. You know, yeah, he's, he's, really a, he's a really nice guy. Yeah. And, like, so it was, like, he's, like, acting, you know, out of character. But he did it so well. He's just the guy that you love to hate. Oh, yeah. Over big how idiot. many hundreds of years of generations of Tanners in Hill Valley, you know? Yeah. So. Make like a tree and get out of here. <laughs> it's just perfect timing, the writing, like I said, everything about it. One guy you missed, Courtney Gaines. Does Courtney that name Gaines, sound Courtney familiar? Gaines, Gaines. No. We talked about him in the last episode. He was in he was Malachi in Children of the Corn. And he was in one of my favorite movies of all time, Can't Buy Me Love with Patrick Dempsey. Mm. He's Malachi. At at the very end when when um George McFly is he's you know, shown his authority and he's you know, kind of tough yeah. and can stand yeah, up, yeah. he's dancing with, with mom. Oh yeah. And the guy can I cut in and he that kind of walks away. Redhead. Yeah, he pushes him away. That's Malachi mm. from Children of the Corn. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So it all comes full circle, baby. I got another one that's going to blow your mind. Did you actually watch Titanic? Finally? I finally did. Yeah. After okay, so you know years. who Billy Zane is? Yeah. The guy who's in Titanic. Yeah. Yeah. The the, the looks like a prick, but he's really yeah. beautifully handsome. Yeah. He's one of Biff's uh, cronies in all three movies, or at least the first two movies. 
when they go in and start picking on George. Yeah, and Marty's yeah. Still he's right in the there. background. That no was kidding. his acting debut. He does now that you say that his face is popping the, the, out. The like Holy slick black black hair. But he was just such a nobody. You yeah, right. That's really freaking wow. insane. Wow. Yeah, that's a big name now too. Um. So, the the idea behind Back to the Future and what kind of spurred it is Robert Zemeckis was visiting his parents. Like you know, we, we you know obviously most of us visit our parents and kind of dig around. You know, oh look at this old book or whatever. Finds an old um yearbook of his dad's right and he's flipping through and he's looking at what his dad was involved in some pictures of his dad and all this stuff and he goes you know i wonder if we would have been friends in high school i wonder if my dad and i like if i was to go back and we were both you know 17 years old at the same time i wonder if we were friends and so that kind of started off the idea for back to the future and why they tied it into when the flux capacitor was invented was Obviously, there was a reason for that because his parents were in high school and they wanted him to meet, right? Yeah. So instead of finding, you know, multiple actors to play, like, you know, you see that a lot in movies like, you know, Young Wonder Woman and Old Young Wonder Woman. What they did is they found these mid-20s actors, put makeup on them to make them look old for 1985, and then took the makeup off so they were young. That was more common back then. So when you're looking at, like, you know – Michael J. Fox and, uh, you know, Claudia Wells acting next to uh, uh, Leah Thompson and, and Crispin Glover. Like, those, all four of those people are right around the same age yeah. in real life. So that in itself, to me, is just a very, like, clearly as soon as he wakes up and he goes, I had this horrible dream. I, I dreamt I went back in, in the, the, back in the in time or whatever. And she's like, oh, you're you're in good old 1955, and the light turns on. You're like, that's his mom. Like, there's not even a question. No. Like, you don't have to be, like, explained to as a audience person is like, this is his mom. You know, you know? the voice. Because you know the voice. You voice. know the look. You know everything. So yeah. I just thought that that was so awesome that they were able to, you know, get that aspect of the movie. I mean, they even did that, you know, obviously for the second one. And, again, we'll talk about it, but, like making them look older, you know, for the actors that were younger, you know. So it's it's all just part of this, like, genius story building. And the makeup you know. artists deserve some credit. I mean, absolutely. Them they said it was, like, three hours every day. Oh, like, yeah. They, sure. they were probably there, you know, early afternoon before Michael just J. Fox showed up, got the makeup all done, and then by, you know, 8 o'clock that night, they're like, all right, we're ready to roll. Yeah. Like, you know, so. Well, and one more actress is his sister. I don't remember her name. His sister and his brother acted together in a movie, I think. Well, his sister was in a lot of sitcoms, especially Mm -hmm. back then. She was in Tom Hanks' first appearance in Bosom Buddies. She was a regular character in that show. Okay. So, I mean, she even knows Tom Hanks, so that's, I mean, big time, baby. Well, and the brother, I think she acted as, like, brother and sister with him in a different sitcom or something. So um, they even had, like... Crispin Glover come on like Family Ties, I think once and act. I think with, I remember that you episode. Know. Yeah, and I, I honestly, I, I got to tell you, I don't know too much. I know obviously Michael J. Fox from Back to the Future and like some other, maybe one or two other movies, but I don't know him just because of the time frame. I don't know him from you know a lot of other like Spin City. And, Did you yeah. ever see that show? I, I know of it, but I never really watched. Sure. Well, it, I mean, know. the '80s was more my time. Like Secret of My Success, Teen Wolf, like you said. Uh, I mean. That and and even um, Courtney Gaines, all these '80s movies were like right. like you like teenage based, 
and all this stuff. Yes. That was during my time when right. I was watching them. That's right. why I'm really familiar with all these. Courtney Gaines was in Can't Buy Me Love at that time. Children of the Corn, this movie. I mean, he was one of those 80s actors that yeah. was in just about everything because they right. all seemed to be cast for every movie like that. Right. Including and, Michael J. And who? And so Courtney, who was who was he? He was Malachi. He was Malachi. The, he was the older okay. one who beats yep. the crap out of Isaac. Right, right. Um, so another kind of fun fact, originally this movie, um, the time machine wasn't going to be, have you heard this before? This, um, the time machine wasn't going to be a DeLorean. It was going to be a refrigerator that was going to be like pulled around on like at the back of a truck. Cause he even makes a line. If you're going to travel through time, why not do it in style? Right. They, they realized as they're developing this story, it needed to be more mobile and more spaceship like right? also right oh in that 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 whole setup for when he's he's in it's a, a spaceship barn. you yeah. know in the bar the comic book you know so that whole with the gull wing doors and clearly the delorean the dmc delorean was specifically chosen for this i mean it just it's looks cool even today it looks it futuristic does, yeah. it was built in like i think they made them from like 1981 to like 1984 hey speaking of that i wrote down some notes about it perfect delorean motor company founded october 24th 1975 i watched this movie again on the 24th by the way how, how weird was that what movie back to the future i just oh. watched it oh five days ago on okay. the 24th as i'm reading this i'm like wow that's weird and it was a year after i was born oh my i just dated myself it was in Detroit. Um, first production car completed uh, January 21st, 1981, and the model years were only 1981 to 1983, so right. they weren't made very long. So by the time this movie came out, there was already – so they used three They used three cars. Those three cars were already you know, at least two years old. Yeah. Um, they used one car for like the actual wide shots where it was driving around like the parking lot or whatever. They used one for like – in shots like inside the car you know like they'd have like a screen you know whatever to show marty and everything like you know everything in in the car and then they had one that was like a camera was on top of the car and so that they could get views like looking down the car like the side of the car whatever from the car's point of view right and that was two years after they stopped manufacturing is when that movie was put out so another fun fact for you, um, DeLorean, the guy who made, you know, the cars of this company or whatever, he actually made some other cars. <laughs> he made some other cars. Yeah, he he's been he he created other cars too. I mean, this guy. Oh, I didn't was know really that. Good at this. But anyways, he was funding his company off of drugs. I don't know really? if you know that. You like, didn't know that? No. Like he was like like not prescription drugs. Like cocaine. Really? And he got busted for it, and that's part of the reason why DMC Company, DeLorean Moto Company, does not exist existed anymore. Existed for three years. So I another weird that. piece of trivia, apparently, I mean, and, and this is, like, totally 80s, because apparently he just, like, went out like a shooting star and was just so famous and a bunch of money. He was, like, part owner of the Yankees at one point. Yeah. There is a World Series ring that's, like, 1982 or whatever it is. That says DeLorean on it. Like, how much of a niche piece of memorabilia is that? Well, and how big of a sponsor do you have to be to get your name on the ring? That's what I'm saying. He was part owner in the comp in the Yankees. In the Yank, I guess, but to actually he was like name. a part of them, or like. But Steinbrenner never got his name on the ring. I don't think, but DeLorean does. I, wow. I think maybe that year they put everybody's name, like your last name, on the ring that you got. I don't know. Right, yeah. Wow. Um. But so anyway, so so yeah, the the 
we really I just want to focus on this card just for a second because it's really its own character, right? It I mean, you've got the main characters, you've got Hill Valley, which arguably is it's like its own character, but then you have the DeLorean, which is so iconic. Anybody who sees it is just like immediately back to the future, right? Oh, and it's just a cool car like you said, but because of that movie, you instantly love it and think right. it's cooler than even we would have thought. So, I have a disappointing story to tell. We were going to have a uh, – my wife and I were going to put together a, uh, a Halloween party. Uh, and I this Stupid year – Stupid Corona. Yeah. F.U. Corona. Yeah. Um, but I was going to – I was I was dressing up, and my wife and I and daughter are going to try to do as much trick-or-treating as we can. But we're going as Marty McFly, Jennifer, and my daughter – as doc with her crazy you know hair or whatever and what i was going to do because we were having this whole party and everything like at a bar and grill um i actually found a company called rentdeloreans.com rent a delorean there's a guy that's like two streets over from me that has like a fully restored or whatever the word is back to the future part two delorean like he's got the car and then he put everything in it all the parts part two one it's got the Mr. Fusion on the back, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess he did mention And that, yeah. he's even got, like, Christopher Lloyd signing – signed the visor. and like, That's awesome. It, I was going to just show up as Marty McFly and open up the Gullwing door and, like, step out at my own party in a DeLorean. So that would have been cool. It didn't It didn't pan out. Maybe maybe in the future. <laughs> hey, hey, maybe, 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 I'll, uh, maybe I'll do that. Need a rim Um but but yeah, I mean, like just little things, you know. Like like I said, there's there's always cool. It's fun to to interact with people in the community, and so I'm emailing back and forth this guy, and I told him, you know, hey, you know, I can't do it. We we coronavirus and everything. We're just gonna have to. We're not gonna be able to do the party. And he's like, oh yeah. He's like, I know. A lot. I had some other events because he's like renting out his car basically sure. for like these events, photo ops and things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, you know, as you know. October 21st, 2015 was the date, that, and this was like the week leading up to that date, which was last week, um, is the date that Marty brought, or Doc brought back uh, Marty and Jennifer to the future. So, you know, happy back to the future day to you. Like, he's emailing me all this. Yeah. And so then I replied to him, of course, and said, you know, well, thank you again. You know, I really appreciate, you know, whatever. And then I signed it at the end, your friend in time, Tom Monteberry. So, nice. you know, or Monty, sorry, Monty. Yeah. Uh, Who's this Tom guy? And we keep and mentioning. so it's it's just cool to be able to interact with people like that. And clearly, this guy's a, a fanatic. I mean, you don't do something like no. there's people. There's like whole forums online of like, yeah, this weird piece that we saw in this one like half second shot. That's like a tube from a 1958 Hoover vacuum cleaner, and you can get it on this website or like if you go to a junkyard, you might be able to find one. And it's like crazy stuff because that's what they did when they built this, the set designers and everybody they didn't have a time machine to go off of so like the thing that they put like the plutonium that's like a hubcap from a dodge car you know just they just needed to look future and they ran all the led lights and like there's just random shit like that where it's just like they were they were doing that so it's like these people are trying to recreate these cars have to do the same thing because it's like you're not just you're not just going to the store and buying buying these things that yeah because you know uh, time machine parts you know well i so. mean i know someone who likes to collect a lot of back to the future. oh it's you i mean look at you 
right. in the last six months, you've been slowly trying because you were planning on. Yeah, I was planning doing on doing this. You know, yeah, I mean, you, I'm just sitting there looking at all these cards, like a social security card, ID cards. Yeah, like a movie I, card. I, Marty's wallet basically is what I got. Re, you know, you I got a full wallet with all these things, and including the um, dance notification. A picture of the flux capacitor when he hit his head back when he first did it, and the save the clock thing that you see in the movie. He's got all that in this wallet. How cool was that for fifteen bucks? Right. That's awesome. So people, people put a lot that of time. Big of fans of this movie, you know, and, and like I said, this whole costume, like I had the whole deal: the red shirt, the straight, you know, the the suspenders, the backpack. And I did it. I did it all, and it's just it's just disappointing. I think in the future, I'm definitely gonna want to do this. Excuse me. Do it again, or like have this costume again for a or future. make a video, or make a video, or do something. Yeah, like you said, I gotta, right I gotta now. do something with it. Off so. Mikey said he was gonna make a video. I yeah, will not for, let that for die. those, you he will, you, and we will post it somehow. You cool kids that uh, are TikTokers, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to recreate the, um, the dreams by um, uh, Fleetwood Mac, that guy who's riding around in the skateboard. I'm gonna try to recreate that as Marty McFly. Wearing oh, the, the headphones and Pepsi free in his hand. I'm gonna have yeah. I'm gonna have a glass bottle. I have Coke because they, Pepsi's too hard to find. Apparently, <laughs> don't source up. But anyways, um, so so yeah. I mean that alone, like I said, it's its own. It's its own character, really. I think that we oh, have that to be, you know, really cognizant of the fact that 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 I think you can't. So there's certain things, certain movies where you're like. That made the movie, right? Like, you know, I, I don't know, like the T-Rex or, you know, the certain scene or a certain thing or a certain actor. I don't think that you can say that this one thing made this movie. What made this movie is combining a DeLorean, Michael J. Fox, these 50s era, you know, themes, these 80s oh, era yeah. themes, the good writing, the Doc intriguing storyline. All of that contributed to be what made this movie so good. The perfect and, storm. I mean, it's just pretty right. pieced together perfectly. You, so, so when we're talking about these pieces, it's like I'm talking about them, you know, as in, you know, it's 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 just this puzzle that came together to make. I like I said, one of I, I, it's it's in the like um, the Library of Congress is like one of like recently actually like well relatively recently like 2000 seven or something is like one of the most you know they there's like a list of movies that are like so cultural or iconic like impactful on and it's obviously in there and it's just there's just so much that makes this such a good movie well even i mean even subtle humor like well first of all he mentioned star wars i mean he calls himself i am darth vader from the planet vulcan right you know there's another star wars reference thank you marty um and Just even, wait till you hear my next little thing about Star Wars. <laughs> awesome. And I, I mean, even one part where, I mean, he gets to 1955 and Doc, he, he runs into Doc and he says, Doc says, you can't even leave the house because you're going to affect, you know, the future. And so right. the next scene you see him walking up to the school. I mean, that's funny. Right. Like, you can't do anything. You can't go anywhere. Next scene, him and Doc are walking up to the school. I mean, that, right. that's kind of subtle Who's, humor, even that. Who's the president in 1985, future boy? Yeah. <laughs> Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan? The, the actor? actor? 
<laughs> and I suppose Jerry Lewis is the vice president. Yeah, he goes off like three or four other names. <laughs> so, so Ronald Reagan laughed so hard when he watched that he completely missed the punchline about Jerry Lewis and the other things that really? he said after. Yeah, he okay. said he laughed. I guess he laughed so hard that and he was watching in the movie theaters or whatever. That was before he was losing his mind. Ronald Reagan? Yeah, yeah. Was, are you thinking of Re- Reagan or Nixon? Because Nixon was really crazy. No, Ronnie was losing. He was, that's why Nancy started getting credit for running the country because oh. he was getting dementia and stuff gotcha. was off, starting to set in. Because you know, we used to elect old president. Oh, oh, wait. <laughs> we're kind of going through that now. Yeah, we're not gonna. No, we're no not politics. gonna get political. Okay. No. Anyways, so Ronald Reagan, the actor. Um, <laughs> the actor. And I gotta be honest with you, like. This this movie and there's certain things that like I think we've even talked about this with other movies, classic movies where it's like I know certain facts about my US history or I know certain facts about certain individuals because, because of, of this movie. movie. I, I I would have never known Ronald Reagan, yep, Andrew Garfield, so what? Who cares, yeah. right? Like I wouldn't have had any type of connection. But now with there's it. a time setting that where, right. that you connect it's, him you, with. I, I, I very much and and I wanna just also just say that like this movie um I, you know I, I and I might I might splice in something at the Feels beginning. Like you're gonna break down into oh, Instagram the crying. impact it had on it, it really did though. Let's I, break gonna, it down for a moment. So so my dad obviously my dad is um you know he grew up in the eighties and um I, I might have a little segment here where I talk to him about this movie, and I might, like I said, add it in at the end or the beginning. But I remember watching this movie, like, in, you know, my living room with my dad or whatever and, like, talking about different things and, you know, like like the whole Huey Lewis being, you know, in the, you know, one of the judges and yeah, all that kind of stuff. The head judge. And yeah. so it's like, you know, I, I have so much, like, even fond just, like. memories. Right, fond memories and just, like, like specific things tied to this that like jog my memory for other things it it, it is up there with the holiday movies and other things that you well, watch every say, year like, marty and george sitting in the malt shop together you know father and son <laughs> right. at, as the same age but 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 i mean what kid hasn't thought that what kid hasn't thought to themselves wouldn't that be so cool if i could kick it with my parents that's what i like, wrote down as oh i was watching God. how weird would it be to run like, into your parents back when they were your age I think it would be creepy and weird. I would just because that information would, you can hold against would. them later right. on when you're a right. kid, right? But well, and also, I mean, let's be honest. Like, there's things I'm not going to tell my daughter about that I was doing oh, or no. into or whatever. Well, she's old enough to hear it if <laughs> if you're trying to let her know something. Right. B- parked with boys in cars. I never did that. <laughs> but so, but what? It, but what it is 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 it? It's a generational thing like that. So like. My dad has a tie to the 80s, and now I can watch this movie and be like, this is what my dad was like in the 80s, you know? And then he has that tie to my his dad because his dad grew up in the 50s, you know? Yeah. And so it's it's just kind of Plus like you watch the movie with your dad, so you got that connection right. to it. I mean, exactly. And, yeah. and it's so like, like, I remember like we were at my grandparents' house one time, and it was on TV, and he's like, hey, look what's on TV, you know? And look, Tom's going to get all excited about this. And, like, this was, like, back in, like... 2007 right so like that's how long this movie has been a part of like my like experience as a teenager experience like growing up and learning these things and like like you said as you watch it there's just more things more like setups and things that you pick up on um so what i want to say like another little thing is the stadler family they were actually a horse dealer in the third movie 
Stadler cars that you see for that. Oh yeah. Look at that four by four. Yeah, yeah. You know, so like they even like little things like that that they tie together, and we'll talk about that I more. Love that like way. I said bring it all together even if it's right. subtle that, like that. that's like a scene recreated for that decade but we'll talk about that because there was specific things that why like two and three were so in my opinion so good was because they were tying those things to the first movie in a way that felt comfortable but it also was it anyways well like i said i want to dig into that a little bit more oh, yeah, the i mean and third movie. And I, I mean i didn't mean to criticize those movies I no, just, no no they're not as good no but, definitely yeah but the other problem I have is that they don't stand alone by themselves either. They don't stand alone. They do and they're finish not a story that yeah. didn't need to be finished necessarily, but I, I mean, they do a good job of finishing the story. I mean, there's a lot of different right. elements that they, they bring in that are interesting and keep you involved in it, the movie. Yeah, they so. didn't. Yeah, they. You need the first one to make sure. anything. Make, yeah, yeah, exactly. So this was the Star Wars tie-in that I was going to tell you. Oh, yeah. it, I'm about yeah, yeah. to blow your mind. Guess who was consulted? And used to help with the special effects on Back to the Future for 26 special effects. George Lucas. ILM, Industrial Light and Magic, was used to develop what is this going to look like when the the time machine goes to the future, right? What is this fire going to look like? What what do we want it to feel like it's breaking through a time-space continuum? I guess. And so they were actually used or consulted or part people – involved with them and so think about the time frame of all this, three right? of those first movies had been out already because 77 80 and 83 so yep. this is right around that time so, so yeah they're big time exactly exactly so think about the time frame they're just coming off of return of the jedi they've got all this clout you know robert zemeckis and bob gale are going you know hey we want this to be this next big blockbuster it's 1985 and it, well, in 1984, three, whatever they started. But, yeah, so they, they were actually involved on in 26 that. special awesome. effects. They helped, you know, with the fire, with the tire marks and all that. No kidding. And that was – even when that you could see it shoot between their legs, it looked a little corny. But yes. it, it was still pretty real looking. I mean, we're like, oh, holy cow. You well, know. they even, like, spent the time to, like, figure out what type – like, it wasn't like they just poured gasoline, right? They needed yeah. something that was going to burn – for a while, so they could get the shot, but and not just in the tracks, though, not right. spread out elsewhere. Right. So there yeah. was there was some obviously some thoughts that went into that went into that, um, and and how they were able to tie those in for the movie and, and being able to pull somebody like ILM into the movie. Yep. And so yeah, I mean, it, like I said, it's just another piece to the puzzle that what makes this movie so iconic. Um, it's just you know that you're like okay, wow, yeah, I mean. The special effects. And what is also really good about this movie is because, like, certain movies you can tell. They're just like, oh, especially in the 80s. You're just like, oh, it's, it See, didn't age well. Cheesy, you know, yeah. you know it, was, it, was, it was cutting edge at the time. But, it, but what makes this movie is they didn't need to – like, there was a ton of practical things, practical effects that they were doing, right? Yeah. But it didn't need to be chock full of special Over effects. Over the top. The, the story and the, like – Let's just have, like, the costume designer do a bunch of 50s. Like, it didn't need to be over-the-top, yeah. in-your-face special effects. So it holds true to t- today, even. It right. doesn't look cheesy and outdated it, or anything like Yeah, that. there are certain parts, like, every time I watch it, and the, the flames, like, yeah, that's a little too close to Marty's foot. That's the foot, only you know? one, though. Other than when Michael J. Fox 
sings. And yes. Man, does his voice sound that. amazing. Oh, well, yeah. Or not that. like him at all. I thought you were talking about when his hand disappears and it's like, not even, like, it's like weird. Like, he would have been oh, like, yeah. like, that was clearly not. not but even know. his voice, you can tell that's not Michael J. Fox singing. It's right. just a well, way yes. more trained voice yes. than his would have and been. He, and I think Michael J. Fox is, is a guitar player, but it wasn't, that was not his voice. It was no. a, co- it was actually a cover of that song that somebody else that they recorded and dubbed over. I but, do how, I like how the, um, the guy, the lead singer of the band, calls his cousin Chuck Berry to say, right. "Hey, this is that new Marvin, song you're looking for." It's your cousin Marvin Berry. It's your cousin Marvin. You know that new song? You know that the new, new sound song you're, you're looking, looking for? for? Take a hear this. Even that reference is cool. It, you know, but right, it's like, in. yeah, your, your kids are gonna love it. Um, but what yeah. it is is it's yeah. <laughs> this is maybe this is uh, you guys aren't ready for this, but your kids are gonna. Love I mean. It. I mean, for God's sakes, like I said, this is just so much part of, like, me growing up and being who I was. And, like, I remember being at a wedding, and, like, they're playing music, and, like, my brother and I are, like, on the floor pretending to play an air guitar doing that move where we're kicking, kicking ourselves across. Not, not just kicking the amp, but, like, oh, on yeah. our back, like, yeah. pushing ourselves across yeah. the floor. It's like, and, and people were laughing. It's like, it's like, did anybody catch that? I, I don't know. <laughs> so, so you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's so, so you know, there's so many parts of this movie that, or like Anne Hathaway, I think she mentioned it. it's just a lot of these things. That it's we're just about. so like, it's just a, uh, uh, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. You, you're, you're, it's an experience. That's the only way I can say it. It's a, it's, it's an experience that you get to enjoy every time you watch it. Well, it's like a lot of people. I, I'm, I love music. I, I took piano lessons for nine years. I was a choir. I, I love music. It affects my moods. I mean, I have a ton of CDs. I just love music. And you know how a lot of people associate a song with a certain time in their lives? Mm-hmm. This movie does that. Right. For everyone who's seen it. Yes. You think of where you were and at the time it was going on. and it re- Or it makes you reflect upon times back when, you know, like in 1955 you existed back then or even 1985. Or it just makes you, it takes you back to those times. It right. does that. It's, it's magical exactly. like that, you know? Exactly. There's, it, 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 it. It, there's certain things and certain movies and like you said that just kind of like there's a connection in your brain yeah. that just like triggers you back. like every time i hear that song i mean i'm really mad at myself because there was an opportunity i had in college um huey lewis and the news were playing i've after, never seen them i'm a huge fan of them they were playing after an admirals game walkie admirals the you know yeah. semi-pro hockey team they were playing a concert in this you know in the stadium or whatever after a game and i didn't take the opportunity to go and it's one of those things that i just you know i probably would have only known two songs right but it would have been it would have been worth it and i could have got tickets for like 20 bucks right you might have known more i mean that was i didn't have a lot of records growing up because even i'm not that old sports by them was one of my first albums that i actually had that had like I want a new drug and bad is bad. I mean, that had a lot of hits on it. Right. You might have known a lot more of their songs and, and not realized it. And also, they're like they. Did you ever see? I, I'm just gonna have to let you borrow some of these like, special features stuff because, like the like, do you ever see the music video for um, Back in Time or, yeah, or Power of Love? Power, Power of Love, yeah. I have, yeah. So you know, clearly at the time they were you know, and, and so Huey Lewis was big time. Like I said, it's just so much. It's just so much that it doesn't it, – like, we're talking about all this, and we wanted to dedicate an entire episode to it, but it doesn't feel overwhelming when you're in it. No. Like, it doesn't 
it feels natural. It feels comfortable. And it you're feels... You're not looking at your watch. You're not waiting for it to get over. Right, you're not, not taking, on your phone. No. You know, but it, it, but it's like... It, and it's perfect. Like I said, there's certain movies... Like, like I, I use an example all the time of like... Um, uh, what's that movie with... Uh, with the guy where they're they're dreaming and then they inception oh inception yeah that was a good one it's just complicated enough that it keeps you thinking but it's not too complicated that you have to like pause and rewind and, and like take notes and, that, and like yeah, you don't you're like eh, what's this guy back to the future obviously isn't even as complicated as that but it it, it feels like that like you you have this linear you know timeline so yeah. to speak well, but it but but it's not it's not too much, right? Well, like Groundhog Day and, and, and uh, Forrest Gump. I love those movies that make me reminisce about my own yep. life and different times, you know, yes. in our society and all that stuff. And this movie definitely does that. Yeah. You know? And, right. You it, know. It, like I said, it's, it's comfortable. It, it feels like it feels like you can put on this movie, and, and I'm sure that it's, you know, it's on, net, you know, network television or whatever, you know, so often. I was actually going to tape it on sci-fi, all yep. three movies they were showing it because of – because they're even making a big deal about this 35th anniversary. Mm-hmm. And then I went, oh, it's on Netflix. I'd rather watch that one. And, <laughs> Not the speech or the commercials. And like I said, if I haven't already said, 35th anniversary, so July 3rd, 1985, um, in the latest season of Stranger Things, they even, like, it's in the movie, pl- it's playing oh, at the yeah. movie theater. Oh, yeah, they like in, reference in, a lot. You know, in Stranger Things. So, so yes, 35th anniversary, a couple things have come out uh, this year, and there were some, like, special, special things like um, – uh, different uh, memorabilia and stuff, and I, I think we might cover that uh, in some later episodes. Um, but yeah, I and I'm sure there's more stuff. I know that there's more stuff I want to talk about. Um, oh, we cover it in the other movie. Or the yeah, other and, and that we can always cover it later on. But one um, more thing I wanted to say about just the feel of the movie is, like I kind of made mention, and Anne Hathaway even makes mention of it in her that little clip we were talking about. You still feel that anxiety. Yes. Is he going to get to that wire? Is Doc going to yeah. get the plug? Is he going to? Is it going to happen? I mean, I've seen the movie ten or twelve times, and I'm still right. like, I feel myself getting tense, and I, I know what's going to happen. It's a movie. It's not going to change, and I'm still getting. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what again? It just goes back to the writing and the producing because it's that you know, well done. The they have a week, right? They have a week before this big lightning storm. It needs to be at so, that time. Yeah. So it has to be at this time, but they're not. Throughout the movie, they're they they're only rushed to that at, at that time, yeah. day, right? So he can take his time and interact with his dad, interact with his mom, interact with Biff. And Doc's and taking care of all the other stuff in the meantime, right? And it, and it's that's the genius of this storytelling of the progression of the movie, yeah. right? Exactly. Um, one other thing is that editing, the ending of Back to the Future, like I said, was not supposed to have a you know to be continued. That was supposed to kind of be a joke. Like the whole, I gotta go bring you to 2015. It's the future, yeah. yeah. Like, like clearly the next step in the progression is if you have a time machine, where you, what are you gonna do? You're gonna go to the future. So they added it as just to say, hey, yeah, this just means that the future's coming. Right. Like they weren't, like they didn't know for sure if they were gonna have a sequel or anything. It was no just kind of like a joke, like a where we're you know going. We don't need bros. Yeah. You know, the whole thing and like he's wearing those funny glasses and a clear tie and this joke. All that stuff was just supposed to be kind of like a a joke. To kind of close out the movie, sure, and that's I, I, that's awesome alone. If it had stood by itself, right. that would have been amazing, right? You know, and I, and I, there's plenty of plot holes or certain things that you can pick apart with this movie. But one of the things like that always kills me, essentially, what kills me is like Doc is so in a rush to get them to 2005. Like 
you got literally 30 yeah. years to make this happen. And Why is it going to have to happen today? Not like, only that, you have a time machine. Like right. like Marty says, right. what am I talking about? I can just go back 10 minutes and make sure he doesn't die, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. I have and a time machine. I got all the time in the world. So so it's like there's certain things like that where you're just like, why are you in such a rush, Doc? Like, But it adds to your own anticipation and anxiety. Right. Like, oh, my God, he's right. Wait a minute. No, they can travel through time. Right. They can do whatever they want. Um, there's a fan theory um, that I want to go over in part two. It's specifically for part two, but that um, remind me later on um, that Marty actually dies in multiple timelines and Doc is going back to oh, fix really? it every time. Make sure he doesn't and, die. Like, for example. Like, like Marty did to him the first time. Yeah, exactly. Is that he's like going back and like there's like little things that you're just like, well, he should have died there, but he did yeah. and like all this stuff. So, anyways, but, um, but yeah, it's... Well, uh, like, like we talked about with the Marvel movies, these elements that, with time travel, it just makes your brain explode with all the possibilities and different right. dimensions and all that stuff that are created as a result of you going back and all that stuff. I mean, that's all introduced because of this. The thing. fact that people are comparing this movie to Endgame because of the time travel element, like, that says it's in ref- itself, doesn't, you know. Doesn't they refer to it in the movie, Chris yeah. Chris Pratt's character does, yeah. Uh, well, I, I don't know. Did. Well, um, Paul Rudd's character does, oh. for sure. Oh, yeah, Ant-Man, yeah. he talks about, like, the but rules of time travel. I thought maybe travel. even Guardians of the Galaxy, I thought. I thought he might have. It wouldn't surprise me. It would have been around that time frame. That yeah, he would have been, because he liked that music and everything, too, so. Uh, but. What I was going to say about that is, compared to Endgame, this whole rules of time travel are much cleaner as opposed to, like, multiple universes. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's easier I to follow the, and understand. You know, not to get too off topic here, but in future Marvel movies, excuse me, they are definitely have their work cut out for them to oh, kind of tie that all together and not, all in, you know. Keep it all in order and track of it and stuff. Right. Yeah, I mean, so, my head hurts thinking about it. Uh, yeah, that's, that's all I got. Like I said, I could gush about this movie for another six hours, right? Well, I mean, I, I'm not as big a fan as you, and I'm looking how excited I get talking about it. It's just that good of a movie, and you can watch it every time. Right. It's on, you know. Yeah, just... and, and, and yeah, and, 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 and like, I've got the VHS copy of it, and I got a DVD yeah. copy. And a that's how I am with you Star know, Wars. So, it's, and I actually did, while I was putting together that, that Playmobil, I was watching the VHS copy of it because we got a VHS. Oh, sure. So, like we both know. watched Star Wars, or um, I think it was, yeah, when we were when we were putting our Lego sets together. Oh yeah, Star yeah. Wars. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. So, so anyways, um, we're, we're geeks. Yeah, we we love movies. We love talking about this stuff and, and picking geeks. this apart and being a part. Of, you know, um, so yeah, that's that's all I've got. Do you? I, you we're had some other off. notes. What's no, that? we went over it all. I mean, you you nicely talked about all because I knew you were going to bring some knowledge because you love this movie so much, and I just sp- sprinkled in my smart remarks and weird ass comments that I come up with while I'm watching movies. The so. formula that usually works. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's what makes us magical to the fives of people that listen to us. So email us if if you like this movie at all. If you if you if there's anything, what's your favorite part? What's your favorite setup and payoff of this of this movie? Right, like. You know, the, the clock tower or the, you know, the manure company or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. What's your favorite, you know, lead in or just what's your favorite part of the movie? I like when, talk Biff, to us about it. when Biff's about to run into the manure and he goes, shit. Yeah. 
That's um, ironic because then a bunch of poop falls on him. So the I don't this, this goes back to like my experience with the movie and like watching it like on network television. The um or, like the, the editing's net, probably the, red, yes the edit because they edit out like shit and asshole yeah. and that. Yeah. So at the end when when Marty goes when Doc's like you need to you need to go come with me to the future you know this is important you know we need to change things. He goes you know we're married right? He's like yeah yeah you're married. He's like your kids though. And he goes, well, what do we – bunch of assholes? Oh, yeah. They change it to jerks in the oh, edited sure. version. So it's like I'm like always kind of thrown off when like – like I said, like because I'm like – I've seen both versions. It's kind of like watching Star Wars where you're like, is this the remastered version or the re-remastered version? And you sometimes know? like Major League, did you ever see that movie? I love that yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, There's The USA edited version yeah, is right. almost funnier right. for some – like – the part where he goes, I only got one thing to say to you, Vaughn. Strike this MF out. Yeah. Well, the USA edited version goes, I only got one thing to say to you, Vaughn. Strike this guy <laughs> right. out. And it's that dramatic. And then, like, when he says, up your butt, Joe Boo, he actually has to say, up your bucket, Joe Boo, because butt is so offensive. Right. I mean, sometimes the edited version actually brings a different level of humor. Yeah, I, I agree, and it, 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 it makes for like you're like, ah, I remember that, you know, <laughs> exactly. like there's something. Yeah. Um, but the last one of the last things, and I've been saying this for a while, but um, <laughs> well, that's what we do. The the thing that I wanted to just, in, I don't know, I was thinking about this because you know this is the kind of stuff that I think about while I'm like taking a shower or getting ready in the morning. But I was thinking about. The last one of the last scenes when Marty comes back. Well, first of all, did you notice it was Twin Pine Mall and then he ran over one of the pine trees, and so it became <laughs> no. Lo- Lone Pine Mall. <laughs> no kidding. Yep. No, that's, that's the level of that, detail. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so that's more like Marvel movies again, where right? Every, like you said, that's that's so cool. Um, but <laughs> now I want to watch it again. Exactly. See, 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 there's a little thing you always pick up on something. <laughs> um, but one of the things that. I thought was kind of interesting and I don't know I don't know if this was intentional. I don't know if this was just they were finishing filming and he was just in a different state of mind or whatever. But Doc just seems calm or calmer when he's in comes back and he like finds out he's wearing the bulletproof vest and everything, right? Oh yeah. He doesn't seem as like frantic, right? He wakes up and he's like, you know, shows him to him and he's like, you know, I, I, I taped this together. Like, yeah. He's not his usual, like, he's not interrupting him. Marty, talking Marty, him. Yeah, quick, he, come here. You know, he's letting him talk and everything, you know, and I, and I just have to say it because I, because I have to say the line because we wouldn't be doing it justice, but doc, doc, you built a time machine out of a DeLorean. Well, right. yeah. Okay. And honestly though, that your point that you're making, that would make sense because he remembers when Marty came back and let him know, so he's got all that taken care right. of, and he's not he's in a, such a frantic mode. He knows how it's going to happen. Doc of new nineteen eighty five is a different Doc than old nineteen. And even that is attention to detail. That right. he's a little calmer because he knows what to expect. Right, exactly. I, you yeah, don't even think of that until you right. pointed that out. That's right. that's amazing. So, yeah. Anyway, so that's that's all I have. Anything else you wanted to add, or any other notes, or anything you I noticed? Think we've or... overanalyzed the crap out of it. Good. Perfect. It's that good of a movie. Did our job. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's all I've got to say, um, you know, like like we always like to say. I want to see if I can get it right the first time. <laughs> Getting old is mandatory. But growing up is optional. Thanks, guys. You're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of creepy person do you have at the end of your show now?